What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Masters of the Cultureverse. I'm your friendly neighborhood blurred, Caleb Edward Edley, here with my co-host as always, the invincible Clay Strowman. I gave you a drum uh, drum roll that time. Wow, that was dramatic, triumphant. Just like I feel you. It. Wow, dude. Yeah, I feel it. I feel it. I mean, that's the vibes we're going for here. Uh, I'm I'm your friendly neighborhood blurred, and then this other guy fucking rocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah pretty much that's that's uh that's how we got it much appreciated no problem what you been up to um not too much man working raising a baby that's oh, covered yeah. in fur got a nice little baby girl yeah you know the same old same old i feel you pretty much the same on this end yeah boring lives I, we lead i did start a new show this week oh okay what you're reading what you're watching mm-hmm yeah, so it's called In the Dark. It's a Netflix show, and it's about a blind girl who gets caught up in some mysterious, murdery stuff. Mm. Um, she's really, she's really funny because she's blind, right? Everybody wants to help her out, but she's like, basically, just like, get the fuck away from me. Mm-hmm. She drinks. She has one night stands. She's like a lunatic, essentially. <laughs> um, she like just doesn't give a fuck about anything, mm-hmm. and she's like mean to her friends. But, like, it's, like, endearing, kind of, because she's blind. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> played, by, played by an actress who is not blind, just walking around, you know, with her eyes. She makes eye contact with people while they're mm-hmm. talking, which is, like, my main flaw that mm-hmm. I've noticed. Um, but, yeah, I, I would I would, <laughs> I would, give it, like, a 50% recommendation. It's, like, if you don't have anything to watch maybe check this out. It's at least like watchable. It's entertaining mm-hmm. mainly because of this mean blind girl. Who's the main character. Right. Is this yep. on Netflix? Yep. It's called okay. in the dark. Hence, so hence the blindness. You said, you said that the actress isn't actually blind. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of any outrage that a blind, that this seeing actress took a job away from a blind actress? Have you seen any outrage for that? Yeah, it's it's like um, like abled pri- uh, privilege essentially, like mm-hmm. it's discrimination against the lesser abled. Um, and do you believe in that? So no, I haven't actually seen any outrage. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> I ask because what I don't remember the show, but Daredevil. the character was supposed to be deaf, and they cast an actor who could hear, and people were outraged. And then I know there was another show. It's basically like if you are not the same as the character you are portraying, you should not mm-hmm. be able to portray that character. Which what I'm about like, acting? Yes, exactly. I'm like, this is the whole, this is the job. This is acting. I'm not supposed right. to be me. I'm supposed to be somebody else. Right. So that always pisses me off as an actor when I, when I see things like that. Yeah. Um, how about the one show, the the show that's on TV with the doctor who's, Autistic. Mm-hmm. I'm pretty the sure the actor doctor. who plays him is not autistic. He is not. He is not. Yeah, the Norman Bates kid. Um, yeah, and he didn't. So this outrage that I've been seeing is new. I'll say, like, I've been starting to see it within the past, like, I don't know, three, four months. Basically, since quarantine has gotten into full swing, I think people just have mm-hmm. too much time on their hands and they're just like, oh my God, I need to be angry about something. Yep. Well, there's a lot of other things to be angry about. <laughs> there are, but people are stupid. They put, oh, yeah, yeah, they put sure. energy in, into stupid things, which that's I kind shouldn't of a, get angry with them for doing that because that's me putting anger into stupid things. But it just pisses me off because I'm like, 
that's that's the job they're acting they're not supposed to right. be like that care like sure like oh see she here's a good one she made some show i don't know with maddie ziegler and she has autism maddie does and they're like oh they should have cast a real autistic actress and she was like well i did but the the set life the stimulation was too much and she couldn't handle it and she said she didn't want to anymore so then i cast maddie ziegler i'm like see so like <laughs> shut the fuck up like <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's pretty stupid it definitely is um, especially with stuff like that, because like, <laughs> I don't know, I, acting is acting. I, I can see, I mean, I can see when you're whitewashing like a character that's a different race. Sure. That's a little bit different. Sure. Um, because, because there are able-bodied, like great actors and actresses out there that could probably do that role. Mm-hmm. Um, but like something like this, it, it's just stupid. I mean, you pick a good actor to play the role if they're, you know, if they can pull off acting with a disability then by all fucking means like i don't care no Um, i agree although i can i can imagine i mean there's got to be some like decent autistic actors out there right sure um daryl hannah she said she's autistic oh okay i'm just thinking of the good doctor like if they could i don't know that grand scheme of things like isn't isn't it a spectrum yeah Definitely. So yeah, so Daryl Hannah's like on the lower end of the spectrum, obviously. Right. Yeah, um, she's and not even good, she's not at the good doctor level. Right, but I mean, could tone it up a notch for it, at least get that representation in there. I suppose. Um, I I had an acting teacher, and he because we did a play, and we were like in a mental asylum. We were characters. Uh, we were in. Uh, we were institutionalized. Well, any and, of, were any of you actually like mm, mentally unstable? No, no, none of us were. But okay, well then I'm outraged. <laughs> you should as well you should be. But no, he was telling us um he was talking about like playing character he was talking about these characters specifically because they're in a mental asylum and you know certain people would see them as lesser than or things like that yada yada sure. yada. But I I mean I think it applies to any character you take. He says like you as the actor are an advocate for your character. So as long as you're being truthful to them and advocating right. for them, then you should have no problem. And that's that's my philosophy when I take on characters now because it's true. Yeah, I mean it's a similar thing to like Mark Wahlberg playing a Navy SEAL. Right. Like he's not a Navy SEAL. But, yeah, exactly. But they should have cast a Navy SEAL though, right? I mean, they probably could have, but the movie wouldn't have been as big as if. Have you seen cast. Act of Valor? Okay. Yes. <laughs> Those guys cannot act. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I do They're like not, that movie, though. It's like a guilty pleasure of mine. It's a solid. It's a solid movie. Um, but they're no. They're no. Mark Wahlberg. They're no. Uh, Bradley Cooper. They're exactly. no. John Krasinski. They're no Chris Pratt. Exactly. Exactly. Liam, shit. Chris Hemsworth was in a in a military movie. That Netflix one. I didn't see it though. No, 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 not that one. Extraction oh. is actually really, really good. I've heard. That's the movie. Yeah, it's the movie you're thinking about, and they um, greenlit a sequel for it, which is interesting because of what happens at the end to the main character. But um, <laughs> yeah, not giving away any spoilers, but you connect the dots on that one. Um, <laughs> But yeah, Extraction was surprisingly good. The movie I was thinking about is the one where he's where they're on horseback. It's from a book. Not ringing any bells. Yeah, it's. It, I want to say it's like during the Iraq War. They're in like Iraq or Afghanistan, and at some point they have to turn into like horse soldiers, mm-hmm. um, and that's pretty much the story. 
Yeah, it came out a couple of years ago. It's from a book. Chris Hemsworth was twelve strong. Yep, that one. Never. I don't. I don't even remember seeing any marketing for this. Interesting. Jerry Bruckheimer produced it. That's okay. Okay. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that's that's Clay and I's stance on on what we just discussed. In case you weren't one. <laughs> that, <laughs> that is our stance on on those are our opinions on the topic that we have just talked about between us. <laughs> Exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, all right. So uh, what is it called again? I forgot. I can't see you See in the dark. <laughs> I cannot see you, period. <laughs> in the dark, in the dark on Netflix. I might at check one it out. Point, yeah, at one point, um, there's, there's a plate of cookies and or like multiple plates of cookies. It's like refreshments that were put out for a group of people. And she walks up to them. And then just feels like horizontally sweeps her hand across like three separate plates, just touching all of the cookies mm-hmm. until she finds a sugar cookie and then she picks it up and eats it. She's like, you're welcome. <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> uh, I take it this was filmed before COVID. Um, I don't know. I mean, it just came out. I want to say it's just one season on Netflix. So you never know. It could have been a closed set where no one else was allowed uh, access to the cookies. It's true. It is true. They probably weren't even real. Nah, they were plastic. Um, <laughs> well, I have been watching, I said it last week, I was on my Stranger Things watch, and I finished it yesterday. And I can solidly say, like, I, I, I admit that sometimes I believe I might have recency bias when it comes to certain movies or TV shows that I've watched, like season-wise or like trilogy wise like i'll be like oh that was the best one because it's the most recent one i've watched Mm -hmm. but going back and watching seasons one two and three of stranger things back to back to back i can solidly say that it wasn't recency bias and season three is my favorite season whoa i mean i'll i'll probably stick with season one just because i don't feel like any of the other seasons could like kind of capture what they did with season one i mean there was a lot of like mystery to it sure uh, it, I, it, to me, it just came off as like kind of scarier even. Mm-hmm. Um, I can see that. I do like season three though. I think, I think maybe I wasn't a big fan of just like the, the premise of the monster in season three. Mm. It's the same I, monster, is it not? Right. But like doing like each season, the monster starts doing something more. So like sure. in this one, this one, what, he was like possessing people, right. And turning them into like goo. Yes. Kind yes. Yes. So. Well, so, so, so yeah, so like in season two, all right, well, for, 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 for reference, my, my rankings are going to go three, one, two, those, those are my favorites mm-hmm. uh, or my list and how much I like them anyway. Uh, so the monster is, yes, he, he possesses Billy at first spoilers. If you haven't watched this, Jesus Christ, um, he possesses Billy and then his goal is to get Billy because like he kind of like it's one of those things where it's like a hive mind so he can like split Mm -hmm. off and and do whatever so they're possessing people they're eating the like fertilizer and the ammonia and stuff so that they can turn into the goo to all meld into like that big giant super monster big booger man big mind flare Mm -hmm. um but i will say i I feel like season three feels like the most 80s to me which makes sense because you know the middle of a decade usually feels the most of that decade just because the beginning kind of feels like um the previous decade a little bit and then the end 
uh, is when you like really catch your stride in there. And well, the mall, the mall certainly helps with that vibe. And that's what I was going to say. Yes. The mall helps getting out of a small town in the eighties, uh, definitely helps. Um, mm-hmm. so like I, and like I said, I was really feeling nostalgic for the eighties for some reason. Um, and, uh, I think, yeah, season three is the most eighties. And I think everybody's kind of like in their they've hit their stride like they're mm-hmm. they're comfortable with their characters and, and stuff like that so they can except of course the person who's never going to be comfortable in any season will isn't this the season where he's like guys can we just play D D?" and they're all just like no bro we got other shit to do yeah no we're trying to make out with these girls yeah that that's the season yeah he even then... destroys castle buyers the little shit yeah what a what a little baby what a little cry baby i have seen theories that uh Will is is gay. Is gay. Yeah, I was yeah. just about to say that. I've seen that too. Which interesting. They already kind of like did the whole gay thing with Robin, but I guess it'd be interesting to see it from a younger male perspective. If if um that's what you're into. Yeah, I mean Mike. Mike falls in love with Eleven, and that just screws him up. Yeah. So was he in love with Mike? Is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then Mike even says, he says, "It's not my fault you don't like girls." And then he's like. And then then he's like, sorry, I didn't mean it. Poor little guy. He lost, he did lose a a substantial chunk of his life in the past couple seasons, though. (laughs) He's lost like a year. He was in the underground the entire first season. He was possessed by the mind player. Whatever. (laughs) In a child's brain, it was probably like he was there for years when he was in the underground. Probably. It's like the quantum realm. Exactly. Um, Yeah, he was in there for five years. uh, But to him, to us, it was one week. To him, it was five decades. Wow. He's an old soul. Yep. He's I am an old excited. soul, but he still is obsessed with D&D and <laughs> thinks girls have cooties. Yes. I am excited for season four, though, especially because, like, details are slowly trickling out. So, like, we've got, like, some cast members and, like, what characters they're playing. Um, so it should be interesting. I want to see what's going on with Hopper. Yeah, they really like. I mean, I I don't know if people actually believed he was dead. I I was ne- I never subscribed to that theory. Nope. But then like the teaser they released months ago, kind of just like it was like you don't even want to like let people keep wondering. You're just gonna tell us he's alive yeah. right off the bat, which is probably smart on their part. Because yeah, because it shit. wasn't. I mean, they probably weren't really expecting people to be like, "Oh my God, Hopper's dead!" Right, like, just like that. Yeah. Um, Maybe they just—they're overestimating their fans' intelligence and just assuming that everybody knew. And they were just like, "All right, whatever. We'll just put out a picture of him with a shaved head." Yeah. But uh, if I know we're just like like this is a Stranger Things podcast, but if uh, the timelines match up, they should be starting filming here pretty soon, and it should come out. At the end of this year, like fall twenty one, maybe winter at the latest. Um, mm-hmm. Which let's. I could hope. go for a Christmas uh, Christmas season. We've had a Fourth of July season, a Halloween season. Mm-hmm. What was season one? I don't know uh, that it was. It was fall. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, yeah, yeah, checks out. But they did use Christmas lights. They did. I think it goes. It goes fall, then Halloween, the next year. So like it's like fall, and then a year. Mm-hmm. afterwards and then we get fourth of july right and um, so yeah christmas would be good because let's christmas make this break. one christmas bring back the christmas lights in some form except like make them even more purposeful this time around like the christmas lights are the key to everything they just have to figure out another way to use them 
Yeah, that that'd be great. All the so I am curious how weakness. how Will and Joyce and Eleven are gonna come back to Hawkins because they moved at the end of season three. So like, mm-hmm. what brings them back? That that'll be interesting. Like, are they just coming back for a holiday and then all this crazy shit happens? That'd be. Or maybe it's like uh, maybe it's like it chapter two and they have to come back to Ooh. beat the Mind Flayer. I like that. I like to that. close the underground. The underground. The no. The upside. The ground. upside down. The under down. <laughs> Uh, they gotta, they gotta come back to the under down. Yeah. The under carriage. <laughs> um, this is masters of the cultureverse brought to you by Caleb Edley and clay. Clay doesn't like for me to say his last name, so I'm not going to say it. Is that real? I've never said that. last time I said your, okay. Well, to be fair, I said your full name. I said a middle name in there. Too, you said my so. middle name. I never said anything about my last name. All right. This is Masters of the Cultureverse, brought to you by Caleb Edward Edley and Clay Stroman. You can find us. Well, if on- you're gonna say your middle name, you might as well say mine. <laughs> I thought you didn't like when I said your middle name. Maybe I'll just like come up with like a screen name for myself. Yeah, a pen name. That'd be cool. Like a gamer tag. Or yeah, like a Lemony Snicket. Uh, like a like a Mark Twain. Same shit. Nah, different bitch. Same shit, different bitch. Uh, um, yes. Okay. Uh, you can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcast, uh, Instagram at masters.cultureverse. Um, send us a DM. Send us an email at masters.cultureverse at gmail.com. We have an email, but I'm going to save it for The Bachelor. Remember last week we asked Jessica to explain that whole Sarah drama or Sarah exposure or whatever yes. the fuck we want to call it. Yep. So we'll save it for The Bachelor. She this sent is us crucial. an email. Yeah, it is. If we don't know, I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, take it away with sports, sir. Okay, it's Super Bowl week. Got the Super Bowl coming up on Sunday. You guys ready? <laughs> Who's playing? <laughs> we got the Buccaneers versus... We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm-hmm. Both teams that you and I had predicted to be in the Super Bowl, so not mm-hmm. necessarily a nail-biter of a playoff series leading up to this point. But, we're not uh, profits, but... But we're close. We we're close. not profits, but don't push us. Um. So yeah, yeah. So we've got. I mean, we got the best team from each side: the Bucks from the the NFC, the Chiefs from the AFC, and you and I have both picked the Chiefs to win. Correct. Correct. Okay. So let's let's go ahead and put a uh, put a spread on it. Let's put a, a point breakdown on it. Let's put a score on it. Okay. I'm gonna go with. 28-14. It's a solid score. I'm going to go with 35-24. Okay. Mm-hmm. Hold on. Let me write these down real quick. 35-24 um, so me. All right. Favor Clay the is 35-24. Caleb said 28-14. All right. So I guess we're, we both don't think the Chiefs will kick a field goal. <laughs> nope. Just just uh, just point out. There's not a single field goal in your game. No, no field goals. <laughs> Although actually your game could be a touchdown, a field goal, and two safeties. Yeah, I don't foresee safeties happening either. My let alone two of them. Mine could be four touchdowns, one field goal, and two safeties for the Chiefs with that thirty five. Quick math there, Chief. Well, I am a chief, apparently. <laughs> yeah, quick math there, you Kansas City chief. 
Um, okay, so we got we got our our scores here. We'll see how it plays out. Should we put something at stake? Like what? I don't know. Um, if uh, if you win, I'll take the SAT. If I win, you have to do a naked lap around your apartment complex. Um, I'm not trying to go to jail in the middle of a workday. <laughs> <laughs> So all you got to do is take the SAT and I've got to basically get arrested for indecent exposure. SAT costs money and also mental stability. Okay. Naked so, lap cost, I don't know. Nothing. 24 hours in a jail cell. Definitely not dignity though, right? Your dignity's still intact after that one. <laughs> yeah, the dignity is fine. It's the, the going to jail and trial part that I don't feel like dealing with. I don't think you're going to go to trial for that. I'm black. (laughs) Well, you're not going to even make it to jail. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. I think he's got a gun. But, sir, he's naked. (laughs) (laughs) What is that thing he's carrying on his waist? That's not on his waist. That's between his legs, sir. (laughs) He's already on the ground at that point. (laughs) I'm I'm, I'm gone. I'm gone. You can't take any chances with a hog like that, with a chopper like that. Jesus Christ! What else? Oh, Getting off topic here. Well, what 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 happened to the ice bucket challenge? Let's bring that back. Why? For the loser. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I was about to say you were talking about me being off topic. <laughs> no, um, no, I was I was, ta- I was trying to think of something that we could re- record and put on the um, Instagram. Wish we had like a frozen lake near us, where like the loser could just jump in it. Um, I don't have a frozen lake, but I've got the Cape Fear River right right behind me. So, I've got Lake Norman. It's not frozen, but it is a lake. All right, so loser has to jump into whatever body of water that we just said. How about that? Wait, I don't like this idea. Why not? Because, wait, I'm also not going to take the SAT. I'm not. We we we're past the SAT. We're talking about jumping in water now. Um. Okay. Okay. I'll jump in some water, whatever. All right. Deal. All right. So is it, is it like uh price is right rules closest without going over or what? Um, I think closest, closest, closest in terms of total points and spread. Okay. We'll figure it out. Okay. We'll, we'll hash out the details. We'll, <laughs> we'll play we'll it. We'll play it by ear after the game. <laughs> Who won? <laughs> well, we're both winners. How about that? Yeah, we're all winners here. <laughs> all right. Anyway, anything, so anything? that's 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 my gist on sports this week. That's that's about as far as I'm going to go with sports in the real world. Mm. What whatever do you mean, Clay? Well, now that you ask, Caleb, we do have some fake sports uh, that have just been announced, mm-hmm. and they're a pretty big deal. NCAA 14. Sorry. EA Sports NCAA football is back. Mm-hmm. NCAA 14 is not back. That was the last edition of this game. Wow, that was a long time ago. That sure was, Caleb. About seven years, give or take a few. Yeah, give or take. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, uh, I mean, this this game, it went out as a legend in 2014. Denard Robinson was the last um, athlete to be on the cover. He was Michigan's quarterback. Won a bunch of awards that year, beat Ohio State that year. Um, that's, I believe, the last time they beat Ohio State, actually. 
and the only time within the past like 18 years or something so maybe now that um ncaa is back the michigan can beat ohio state again yeah exactly Mm -hmm. yeah yeah so um denard robinson do you remember him at all no but i i remember rashad robinson okay do you remember you remember mr Golke? (laughs) yeah (laughs) so he was a big michigan fan and I just always remember him referring to Denard Robinson as Shoelace, which was his, his actual nickname, um, because he didn't tie his cleats. He was Ever? A running. He was a running quarterback. Never since uh, I want to say like middle school or something like that. Like he decided to not do it in a game, and he ended up just like balling out, and then never tied his shoes after that. So his whole thing is that he's the best running quarterback in the country as he was that year. He was running for like 150, 200 yards some games. Just like he would take off and just be gone, gone, gone. Mm-hmm. And uh, his shoes would be untied the whole way. They would come off sometimes. Uh, most of the time they would stay on, which I don't even know like the, the physics behind that. Maybe he got sizes that were too small, so they like... Must have, right? Must have. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so he was shoelace and he was the last athlete to be on the cover of this game. So... Since they stopped making this game, this was when there were issues starting to come out about athletes uh, not getting paid and things like that. And, and it's like, okay, so you can use like my likeness in this video game, but I'm not making a dime. Meanwhile, like the NCAA and my school is making a bunch of money right alongside the rest of the millions and billions of dollars that they make off of us already. Mm-hmm. Um, so they stopped making the game. Obviously, they continued making Madden and NBA Live, which actually got got uh, uh, canceled for like a few years in between there because it, it sucks and 2K was better. But um, yeah, so seven years later, we got an announcement. It's back. Everybody's been pining for it since. Now we're getting to a point in NCAA sports where athletes may be starting to make some money. So maybe that's playing into it as well. But uh, yeah, 2022, 2023, NCAA football, video games are back. Boom, bitch. Mm-hmm. Nice. Thank you for that. Yeah. Um, speaking of video games, I Twitch on Tuesdays and Sundays, except not this Sunday because it's my birthday and I'm going to be doing birthday shit. But I stream on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. till around 11, maybe midnight if I'm feeling frisky. Um, no, Twitch.tv slash Noble Progeny, N-O-B-L-E-P-R-O-G-E-N-Y. Come through. Give me a follow. Just just like put my stream on in a tab that's got me muted. Just help me get to affiliate. That is my goal by the end of the year is I would like to be a Twitch affiliate, which means I can have subscribers and, and make cool emoticons and, and shit like that. Um, and I need 50 followers. I'm at four right now. So help you were at four out. a week ago. What's going on here? Where's the engagement? That's what that's what I'm asking. I know people are listening to the podcast, but they're not coming through on Shit. the Twitch stream. I'll so. take some. I'll take some blame. I could have easily made it five after last week, and wow. I didn't. Wow. At two, Brute. Uh, C. <laughs> um, no, yes. So that is gonna be a rule. If you want to listen to this podcast, you have to follow me on Twitch. Or else you don't want to know what happens. So You really don't want to. You don't want to know. Mm-mm. You don't. It involves a cucumber, saran wrap, and a chisel. That's all I'm going to say. 
We're not prophets, but don't push us. Exactly. Uh, moving on to television news. We're getting a Wakanda set series in the works at Disney Plus, and Ryan Coogler is working on it. This comes on the heels of his new five-year TV deal with Disney, which involves um, other select MCU shows already in development. So, um, first off, great Wakanda show. That's going to be pretty cool. Mm -hmm. Second, what other MCU shows do you think he's going to work on that are already in development? Are they not Wakanda-related? I don't know. That's what I was thinking. They have to be, right? Like, that's got to be, like, his own little pocket world that he gets to do whatever he wants with. Right, because, I mean, there there's some history there. Um, yeah. I mean, shit. We have Black Panther 2 in development, but there's going to be, I mean, other stories coming out of Wakanda besides Black Panther shit probably in the future. Mm -hmm. But in terms of other Marvel, like, projects that he's doing outside of Wakanda, you got to think it's, like, like African American heroes, right? Mm -hmm. Um. So who do we have coming up? That's black. Yeah. What if he's working on Blade? Oh, that'd be cool. Is Blade Blade's a movie, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Because I, what I read, it said TV deal, so I was right. unsure of if. Well, it says select MCU shows, so it's got to be TV stuff. I think so too. What do you think? I honestly have no idea because I've seen their slate of in-development stuff and I'm not seeing really any black characters, any right. new black characters rather. Um, so maybe maybe it's something that's in development that they haven't announced. So maybe like um, a young Avengers type deal. Maybe he's doing, um, what is that guy's name? Patriot? I think it's Patriot. Um, so... We have we have like a Nick Fury show coming out, right? Oh, we do. Maybe he's we do. It's called Fury. Um, right. Maybe maybe that's what he's working on. Um, make us a Miles Morales show. Fuck it. That that'd be interesting. I mean, we are getting multiverse, so it doesn't matter that we have a pretty young Peter. It could be. It could happen. Um, <laughs> I just looked up a, a list of like top black Marvel superheroes and. Mm -hmm. One guy I've never heard of, Night Thrasher. <laughs> Sounds like a real badass. Created to lead the New Warriors and essentially the true Marvel copy of Batman, parentheses, parents dead, uses weapons to fight crime to avenge their deaths, mm -hmm. end parentheses. <laughs> like, that's not, that doesn't make you Batman. That's pretty much every hero. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, um, Patriot was the hero I was thinking about. Um Leader of the Young Avengers. Yes, sir. Which, Ryan Coogler, hit me up. If, if that's what you're working on, I'll, I'll play Patriot. I can get in shape. Do some two-a-days in the gym. Get get some super serum muscles. Yeah, I could see it. I could see you being absolutely yoked. <laughs> that makes one of us, I guess. It's a dope picture. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save that one. I'm going to take a <laughs> mental snapshot of that one. Um, I don't want to be like the rock jacked but i'd like a nice solid chris evans build i think that's a good chris evans is incredibly jacked yeah but he's not the rock no he's not no i would like a solid chris pratt chris pratt's a good one too are you talking um i'm talking uh, i'm talking guardians rec? i'm talking guardians one oh. i'm talking parks and rec when he goes to london <laughs> which happens while he's filming guardians one 
Is that the one um, where he says that he just stopped drinking beer? Yeah, he's walking with he's walking with Ben, and uh, Ben's like, "Dude, are you kidding me? It's been like two weeks since I saw you. Like, what happened?" And he's like, "Yeah, I just stopped drinking beer. Like, uh, I don't know, I don't know what happened. I just stopped drinking beer." Classic. All right, whatever, man. <laughs> At least they addressed it for realism's yeah, no. sake. In a funny way too. Yeah. yeah. No, she gets come on her back in the video, I think. Um, Dude, they should have left that in. They should. I don't think they could. That's He's, like what. That's like a goat. That's like a a goat blooper of any show ever. No, it is fantastic. Can you say come on TV though? Probably not. Yeah, that's that's. I bet that's the only reason they didn't use it because that is like. It, great. And it, the the best part is the reaction from everybody else. Literally everybody in the room just stopped what they were doing and lost it. Right. Right. No, I love watching that video sometimes. War Machine will appear in Falcon and Winter Soldier, so that's cool. That is um, cool. I don't, I don't really know what he would be doing. Um, maybe just Air Force shit, I guess. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that happening for sure. <laughs> it's within the realm of possibility. I'd I say. was just, I mean, I when I saw this, I hey, was just don't stretch to too far, man. How's your arm after that reach? I was just trying to think when I saw that I was like, okay, I know the story or at least what they've told us of the story. Um, and I just don't see how war machine would fit in, but I'm, I'm happy to watch and see. Yeah. I, so I'm, I'm thinking, you know, Zemo is one of the, or Zemo's the main villain, right? Yep. So I'm thinking back to civil war and the fact that um, war machine, AKA roadie has kind of been on both sides of the accords. Zemo was the main villain in that. I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm just thinking of like a Zemo connection with War Machine. But, I had uh, turkey and American cheese for lunch. And if I connect that with that three-sided die over there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Um, WandaVision leak. So I tried to avoid this, and I think I did. I don't think I saw what the leak is, you know, like certain... Instagram pages sometimes will put stuff up or like mm -hmm. if you're like reading something and then it's like, oh, fuck, where's the spoiler alert? I may or may not. I don't want to believe what I saw is what the leak is. So I'm going to choose to say I am leak spoil free or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so for those of you who don't know, episode six leaked literally like right. Like I think it was that Friday or maybe the Saturday after. Yeah. It was right after the last one came out. Yeah. Um, so it leaked like right away. Um, and so I've seen rumors that Disney was thinking about pushing episode five and six out at the same time since episode six has already leaked, which would be similar to what they did with episode one and two. Mm -hmm. um, do I see that actually happening? No, probably not. No. Um, I would love it. I, I'd love to see two episodes at once, but I, I just don't think is going to happen i think i would love to watch more than half an hour of this show at a time <laughs> exactly that would be cool um, but i i think they're just going to keep with their original schedule and just do one episode same um, yeah i feel like they don't really they don't crack like that yeah that's marvel this is disney come on come on man um i i purposely avoided any anything to have to do with this leak mm -hmm. uh, i don't want to see it i don't want to hear about it it's crazy to me that it was two episodes like like it skipped an episode for the leak it didn't leak the next episode or whatever you know what i mean right which is interesting um that is interesting do you remember 
what year was that? I want to say 2014, 2015, whatever season of Game of Thrones was at that time. I want to say season five or six when like the first four episodes mm-hmm. leaked. Yep. And I, uh, I read all the way through it and most of it was true. No, no, no. The actual episodes leaked. Like you could watch them. Oh, yes. I do remember that. Yeah. Yep. Uh, okay. So what I was thinking of was episode eight, actually, like most of the plot leaked before the season came out and a episode lot of it, or season eight. Did I say episode? Yeah. I meant to say eight. I'm thinking in terms of WandaVision where we're like waiting for episodes. I got you. Season okay. eight. Season eight, pretty much everything that happened leaked. I read all the way through it and like most of the people who read it, the consensus was this leak is fake. There's no way that this shit happens. Like there's no way that Bran just randomly becomes king. Sure. There's no way that Danny just randomly just snaps and burns a whole village or a whole town. Um, and people okay literally didn't believe it. And it, it turned out to the leak turned out to be like 100% true. And that mm-hmm. made it even worse because people read it and they were like, no, 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 there's no fucking way. This is terrible. No, <laughs> and then it played gotcha. out. Yeah, and then it played. Yeah, subverting expectations. I mean, they leak it. They make everybody. They're all about subverting expectations. Those those fucking um, Weiss, Dave, fucking Benioff and Weiss, those Jaguars. Um, quick tangent here. Are you in the camp that didn't like Danny burning King's Landing, or did you see that this was a um, what's the word? A like this was always going to happen. It's not that black and white. I can't just like be like. Yes, I'm on this side or the other. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't mind that she did it. I mm-hmm. I mind that that her, like, descent was too quick. She always, she always had, like, murderous burn people tendencies. Mm-hmm. Always had that. Mm-hmm. Always was pretty ruthless. You know, mm-hmm. always ready to, to kill people who are bad and who cross her. Mm-hmm. But in terms of just, like, snapping in a matter of, like, one episode and completely frying a whole entire huge city women mm-hmm. children everything um i think they could have i think they could have executed it better like they could have done with pretty much all of the happenings of season eight well they were trying to rush to get to star wars man i know i know why i know why it happened it's not it's not correct no you're you're you're, you're yeah i agree i mean yeah, like i'm I, not like i'm not even that mad about just the concept of brand being king but i think that the execution of getting there was complete shit. Mm, okay. Um, yeah, I was not as mad as some people about the, or I wasn't mad at all about Danny. Um, I thought she was going to be mad queen Danny at some point. Yes. Yeah. Oh yes. Yes. Um, so I was, I was fine with that. A lot of people were like, this is so out of character for her. What are you talking about? No, it wasn't, it wasn't burning out motherfuckers of, since right. season two. Yeah, I mean, and she had she had done a pretty bad like burning of people who weren't bad people, pretty recently before that when she burnt um, the the Tarleys. Yes. Um, Sam's dad and brother. Yes. Yeah. So like they weren't bad people. I mean, dad was kind of bad, but brother definitely wasn't bad. There were some good people following them, and she mm-hmm. basically was like, "Join me or die," and they said, "Okay, we'll die." She said, "Yeah, you will." <laughs> cars yep. um, um so whenever whenever i got cora this is completely unrelated um so i wanted to give her what's called a marker command whenever mm-hmm. she does something good i hit her with a solid yes um and we were talking when i first got her like maybe i should make it something that's not just like a boring yes mm-hmm. and my first thought was 
Maybe I'll just have it be Dracarys. <laughs> <laughs> and that kind of has yes in it. Dracar, yes. Dracar, ass. No, no, yeah, but I was making it fit your yes. I understand what you're trying to do, Caleb. I'm just mm-hmm. not a big fan of it. Okay, that's fine. We can't. We, you can't be a fan of everything I do. That being said, I don't really mind that she burnt King's Landing. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like the way they the way they played it in those couple episodes was okay. John doesn't want to fuck me. Um, some dumbass wildling said only a king can ride a dragon, and then she was like, "Okay, it's it's fucking done. I'm done. Everyone's done." <laughs> You're all burning now. Um, I will say, do you remember? Do you remember after after that went down, and then John did his little walk up to uh, the Red Keep or wherever she was, up to the throne room where she was. Mm-hmm. Um, his first time seeing her after that, and then he walks up there, and you see Danny standing there, and then Drogon's wings spread above her shoulders. Yes, badass shot. Dope, that was a dope shot. Yeah. Okay, the cinematography, the special effects, the costumes, makeup everything all of that production was amazing so it sucks that the actual guys running the show decided to just like throw it all to shit so they could dip out for star wars and now nobody gets any credit for anything yeah no i agree and then star wars said fuck you guys we're not working with you you idiots people hate you and you make bad decisions (laughs) yeah um pivoting back i guess let's get this train back on track uh so there's a major cameo on par with spoiler alert for the Mandalorian, the Luke Skywalker cameo. Mm-hmm. Who do you think this is, Clay? I mean, if we're talking Luke Skywalker level, I don't think that this is going to happen, but like who else would it be other than like a Tony Stark or something? Like who could be Luke Skywalker level for a cameo? Yes, Captain America. I agree with that level, but right. Uh, okay, so Elizabeth Olsen has said she was very excited for this cameo. Paul Bettany has also said he was excited to work with this actor for the first time. So mm. it can't be Tony because, I mean, Jarvis, he was Jarvis, and then, you know, right. they had scenes together. So I was trying to think of who Paul Bettany hadn't had scenes with. And, I mean, we've got Doctor Strange, um, but Luke Skywalker level no, was that maybe just like a was that maybe just like an overstatement? Possibly, or or maybe we get some Pietro. Maybe we get Aaron Taylor Johnson in there. Luke Skywalker level. I don't know, man. The, the, you're right. The only Luke Skywalker level is Tony, but the, right. he said that it's somebody he was excited to work with for the first time. <sighs> We know it's a he, though, because I, I believe he referred to the actor as him. Okay. Um, okay, so we're getting into the 80s, right? Mm-hmm. Is this cameo happening in season? It's just happening this season. Yeah, they didn't say okay. when it was happening. It's just happening. Okay. I, I, I'm going to say I, that it doesn't happen I mean, until the finale. I mean, Pietro... That makes sense. It makes sense that that he would show up and it would shake things up and it could be a big deal. But the way we're describing it, it just doesn't really add up. Yeah. With like the know. hype that's around it. No, I agree. I guess we'll just have do to. Do you do you think it could be anybody else besides Pietro or Doctor Strange? Maybe, or t- maybe Tom Holland. 
that's still not Luke Skywalker level though. There aren't really like the Luke Skywalker level characters are going to be uh Tony, Steve, and Thor. Like and Thor is even pushing it. He's worked with Chris Hemsworth. Has he? Avengers 2. Oh yes, yes, yes. Thor like helped him be born. Yeah, yeah, he smashed um, the hammer on the So it's none of the Avengers. What the hell? None of the original Avengers. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I think that Doctor Strange makes a ton of sense. Sure, especially since they tie directly into each other. Right. And he's also a really big-time actor who I think people would be honored to work with, Benedict. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Benedict Cumberbutt. Um, Cumberbutt, bitch. Um, that just came to me for some reason. Whenever I said Benedict, my brain immediately went to Between Two Ferns. Have you seen? Mm-hmm. Have you seen any of those? Yeah, yeah, I've seen clips of those. I haven't like watched full episodes, but I've seen clips. I think they are just clips, kind of. Oh, cool. Then yes, yeah. I've seen them. Yep. Um, yeah, when he sits down with uh, what's his name, Galifianakis, mm-hmm. he's just like Benedict Cumberbutt, butt bat bitch, Cumberbutt bum bim batch bitch. <laughs> and the whole time Benedict's just sitting there like Cumberbatch Cumberbatch I love how straight the interviewees play it too yep. like they're, they're, they're good dude the one with Obama was like surprisingly hilarious did you see that one I didn't see that one Obama's just like frying him the entire time yeah but just like completely deadpan um, okay Do so you- let's just say it's Doctor Strange Okay. Do you think they give them a script or are they just kind of improving? So I've, I have seen a couple people that go on it and they can't really hang. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't, I don't know that there's a script. He just asks, like, they don't know the question that he just asks like some ridiculous ass question and they have to just like be saucy back. Right. And okay. I will, and I will say there were, I have seen a couple people go on there. I want to say that maybe like even Paul Rudd was one of them mm-hmm. where I was a little bit disappointed with the comebacks that they had. Mm-hmm. Like they weren't, um, Steve Carell was awesome. Mm-hmm. Of course. Yeah. So I don't, I don't think it's scripted. Okay, cool. I didn't think so either, but I was, I was curious, like, like maybe like a, an Obama who's not, a performer like that maybe they gave him some jokes or something but. he might have okay it might have been the case with obama um because he did work uh in obamacare thing in there at one point too mm. and it's that sounded pretty pretty planned out yeah okay um hillary clinton was on it too and she had something where she seemed like she was saying something that was pretty planned too makes sense makes sense makes sense for the people who aren't like actors right, right. cool so i'm excited to see who that uh Maybe it's Obama. That's a Luke Skywalker level. Damn. Obama's been an Avenger, a secret Avenger the whole time. Yeah. Obama he's, has been Nick Fury, but like he's a, actually a scroll. So, yeah. Whoa. But when he turns back to his scroll form, it's just Obama. Exactly. <laughs> but green or just regular Obama? Just regular. Yeah. Just regular Obama. Oh my god. Speaking of WandaVision, let's talk about last week's episode. So Lux. I am always a fan of when movies or TV shows give us a different vantage point of things yep. that we've already seen. Um, Same. Which is basically this episode. It was like a behind the scenes look at the first three episodes which was really cool. And more. I mean, we yes, got yes. to see some more of the aftermath of the snap too which was pretty cool. The snapping, yeah. The snapping. Um, 
Um, the blip. The blip sounds so lame. Like they could. Well, they they called it the blip in Spider Man because they wanted to play it like for laughs. Yeah, but now they're like seriously calling it the blip. Are they? Did they call it the blip in this episode? Yeah. Okay. Well, um, nobody knows that it happened because somebody snapped their fingers. I you 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 well, no. Some people know. Some people, yeah, but most, the very vast majority, I think, probably have no clue about that. I guess, um, but I th- to your point, sorry, to your point about um, <laughs> about Spider Man. <laughs> so when people were coming back, I like they played it up for laughs in those scenes. But then when people were coming back in Wandavision, it was much more serious and like dramatic and the urgency and, and everything. So it was cool to kind of especially see. since it was happening in a hospital. Well, yeah, yeah, but you, you got to imagine on in there. most most places where people were coming back were probably like the hospital, not like right. Spider Man. Ha ha ha! I mean, Mark in Spider Man, they showed the middle of like a, a high school basketball. Yeah, yeah, like a, a trumpet guy came back and like a basketball pass like hit him or something. Yeah, yeah. Um, what were you gonna say? I don't remember. Oh, okay, cool. Um, so we get some backstory on uh. God, I always mix up Monica and Maria. Um, Maria is the, the first one. That's what I thought. So okay. Maria Monica. was old. Yes. Maria um, was old, had cancer or something. Yes. And she was in the hospital. Maria was in the hospital. Mm-hmm. No, Monica was in the hospital with Maria to um, check on her. And that's when she got snapped. And she comes mm-hmm. back and she doesn't realize it. And then she's like, oh, yeah, your mom died like three years ago. Three years ago, two years after you disappeared. Right. Um, so we get some stuff on that. And then we learned that... Um, after her time with uh, Carol and the Scrolls, that she was a founding member of Sword. Yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Um, which was cool to see. Um, she's like the Peggy Carter of Sword, I suppose. Um, mm-hmm. And then we learned that uh, she made this rule that people that come back would be grounded; they wouldn't be able to do any more space missions. Which you know, Monica's not happy about because that's kind of like the whole thing. Mm-hmm. And then. He's like, here, have this terrestrial mission, which is working with FBI agent Jimmy Wu, a.k.a. Jim Halpert. Um, a.k.a. John Krasinski. <laughs> a.k.a. Good for you for not seeing color. Um, and Ant-Man has taught him his sleight of hand trick. Well, I don't think he taught him. I think that became Jimmy's mission after oh, after think? the events of Ant-Man 2 to okay. become to become one of the greatest sorcerers in the MCU. And from what we've seen, he's accomplished it. Yeah. I, I do like how he just like casually is like, yeah, I'm FBI agent Jimmy Woo. And just it's the, the first thing we see him do too. Yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> What's um, the, the thing. So the worst part about it is that there are a lot of people out there that didn't get it. Sure. Yeah. Cause like, you know, I, only so many people watched a man too. Um, like Leo, my roommate had no idea what that was about. Hmm. And then I explain it, and he's like, oh, haha. It's like, ah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I had to explain uh, it to Clint, my brother, too. Clint hasn't watched Ant-Man? I think he has, but he doesn't but like... Clint. He doesn't really... Yeah, exactly. Okay. Clint, I hope you're listening. Love Probably you. Not. No, he's not. Nah. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. So, then we get... We see that Wanda's... Uh, whatever Wanda is doing isn't just affecting people inside the town. It's also affecting people outside the town. As these two officers say, Westview doesn't exist. And Monica's like, well, where are you guys from? And they're like, oh, East we're from View. Eastview. <laughs> Which I thought was pretty funny. Um, Fuck Westview. We're from Eastview. Bitch. Um, so, yeah. And then we so then we see the drone, which gets turned into the helicopter we saw. 
And Mm -hmm. then uh, we see how Monica ended up inside the bubble. We'll call it the bubble. She pretty much put herself in there. She did. And then big dummy. Yeah. She's like, what the fuck? What is this? Hang on. Let me try harder. Yeah. Um, which is interesting. So the drone came from the outside world, mm-hmm. went in, changed then, appearance. Yes, it did. And, but it retained its color. It didn't turn black and white. So mm-hmm. are we thinking that, well, I guess at least in the black and white world, things that are from the real world appear in color while everything that Monica or not Monica, uh, Wanda has kind of. So no, Okay. Um, because of Mr. Beekeeper. Ah, uh, yes, he did stay in black and white, didn't he? Yeah. But he yeah. is a person. Maybe it's inanimate objects because, because I mean, the, the not like drone... his clothes. Pardon? Mm. What'd you say? What? It, okay, so what about? So we saw, so like the clothes and like the cord that was attached to him. We're counting that as just part of a person. I think so, because when Monica goes in, she turns black and white too, but the drone doesn't. Right. But then, this doesn't really make... Maybe it's things that pull Wanda out of the world she's created appear in color, because I was trying to tie so into that's, the blood. That's kind of what, what I was thinking. Like, okay. the things that show... Like, anytime something happens where it shows a crack, but then again, I feel like that brings us right back to Mr. Beekeeper... It was in black and white, and that fully pulled her out of everything. Yeah, okay. She had to rewind. No, I, I yeah, I understand. I don't know. Is I don't it, know that is the it really important. Probably not. Yeah. Um, I think it's just one of those things. Like, we'll pro we may learn a little bit more about it. We may not. If so, it's just going to be one of those details that's like, okay, this is one of the rules about how this place works. Yeah. Um, but I don't know that it's going to like get us anywhere. Okay, I agree. Um. I'm just going to like truck along here. Stop me if I forget something. Um, so we see Darcy. She, cause I'm, I'm just going off memory. I don't have a, she's a doctor now. I was going to say yes, but she's a doctor now. She's, she's no, no longer, longer an intern. Intern. Mm-hmm. Um, good for her. And she's the one who finds the uh, CMBR and sees that uh, Wanda's world is being broadcast and everything mm-hmm. like that. And I found it interesting that, all right, so they're watching it and they see just, when they see edits, it's literally just like jump cuts. But when we see edits, like we see the rewind sometimes, yeah. we'll see yeah. we'll see like more of what more so, of what they don't see, I guess is how I would and say. And we that. and we've seen a preview of this before. Um in episode three where she rewound vision, they kind of showed it from his point of view, mm-hmm. where we didn't see the rewinding, the scene just started over seamlessly. And yes. he basically just like blinked he like blinked and he was back and just starting over. Yeah. Um, so, so like to everyone else, it's just the seamless show or whatever. Mm -hmm. And then when it's Wanda's point of view, we can see her like, again, Mr. Beekeeper where she was just like, no. And then she did a big rewind. Right. Um, speaking of Mr. Beekeeper, you know, people are saying, oh, maybe he's an aim, uh, agent or whatever. Well, he's not. No, it turns out he was wearing a hazmat suit. It, it's got to conform to the time or mm-hmm. in the world that it, so it randomly turned into a beekeeper. I still maybe don't know why it's the a, closest. Maybe that was the closest thing. Yeah. That's like a full body covering type deal. It also might have something to do with the fact that Wanda, Wanda maybe has a limited version of what the world looked like back then, or even sure. looks like today. Sure. No, I, I'll buy that. Um, 
Yeah, like his tether turned into one of those shitty ass jump ropes. I hated those fucking. Dude, those jump ropes, jump ropes were the worst. They sucked. Why ass. did they have those like plastic? Like it was like just pieces of plastic up and down the whole thing. Yeah, you ever get hit with one of those things? Yeah, like hit yourself in the shin with it. That shit hurts. <laughs> I fucking hate it's, it. Maybe it was like a. Maybe it's like a thing where. It just like it's to condition you to never to just get really good at jump roping really quickly. You don't want that thing to hit you at all. <laughs> you better jump, motherfucker. Um, yeah. So I just wanted to bring that up because I thought it was super fucking. I hate yeah. the jump ropes. And then when the jump rope came back to the real world outside of the bubble, it was still like kind of crackling with like her energy. And it stayed a jump rope, which I thought was interesting. It didn't right. turn back into the tether. Right. Yeah. Um, so what happens next Do, is the next important thing we see, um, uh, what we, how she expelled Monica. Yep. I think okay. so. I think so. I feel like, like this, this episode, it just gave us, it gave us answers from the outside, but it didn't necessarily like move anything like forward in yeah, the I story. Would, I would, I would agree. Um, with that. it did establish a few solid characters on the outside, um, mm. especially the dude who is now the. Like what acting director of of Sword? Yes. Do we um, think that he is a secret villain? I've seen some theories on that. So so have I. I don't I don't think I've seen enough of him yet to to like actually like think anything of it. But mm -hmm. I wouldn't. I don't know. I guess I wouldn't be surprised. He does seem to have his shit together. Um, he knew about that like Big Bang energy they were talking about. Yeah. Which which was kind of cool too because we've already heard the Infinity Stones described as like singularities that happened when the Big Bang. Like they were formed in the Big Bang. Mm -hmm. um, I don't know. I, I mean, I could see it. He seems like a guy who is at least going to be involved in more in yeah. some way. Yeah. I don't, the only reason... All right, I He's could see only it acting director, right? He is only acting director. And I could see it going both ways where he's legitimately just acting director. He's a good guy, blah, blah, blah. I could also see him being a villain. The only issue I have is we've already seen like a director of S.H.I.E.L.D. be a secret villain. And I don't know if a rehash of that is really necessary or um so is nick fury like he's involved with sword right he is yeah well is we he think not he is. we don't know for sure we just saw him on the, the space station seen okay and he pierce wasn't a director because fury is the director what was pierce like a board member or something um i think he i think he had like a more a more like important government position that was connected to shield okay at any he rate have, it kind of yeah. reminds me of secretary this of shield yeah it reminds me of this dude though like i feel like him and fury were kind of like on the same level but uh pierce dealt more with the politics and stuff like that and fury dealt with the day-to-day -day and the actual right, right. And shit like that same level or pierce was even higher you think I want to say at one point um, Nick Fury went to him at the beginning of the movie at the beginning of the movie for a favor or something. Mm, okay, uh, that's my know. favorite. That's actually my favorite Marvel movie, Winter Soldier. It's in oh. my yeah. We've we've been through this. It's in my top. What I say? Top two, top three. I think I think yeah, I, I said that it's. I think that I said that it's the best Marvel movie, but I think Guardians is my favorite. Mm -hmm. Um. um at any rate, so, so we says, see Wanda. Hmm. So I'm looking. I'm looking this dude up, Alexander Pearson, on the Marvel Wiki. It just says Alexander Pierce is a Shield field agent. 
Okay, that's definitely not true. No, not at all. <laughs> definitely higher than a field agent. Right, 100%. Um, World Security Council Secretary. There we there go. There we go. So he is, he is like in a government cabinet position connected to, to S.H.I.E.L.D. Okay. Okay. Makes sense. Um, uh, um, 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 all right. So we saw, we see Mon uh, Monica get expelled from the bubble. Um, mm -hmm. And we see that, uh, which we, I don't know if, who thought this isn't how it happened, but we see uh, Wanda become very aware and do this very purposefully. And I think the big takeaway from this is like, it shows she wasn't being manipulated. Like this was like her doing mm -hmm. I, which I've, I've, I don't remember if I've said this on air, but I've said it to people talking about the show. I don't think like, I think she is doing this on her own. I don't think she's being totally manipulated, but I think someone's somebody, taking advantage of it. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, we've talked about this. We talked oh, about it last week. I forget what we say on air and what we say off air. Like mm -hmm. Jessica, I'll, say something to her and she's like yeah you said that on the podcast i was like i can't remember because like after the show sometimes we do a little extra talking and and whatnot but so yeah um yes and we didn't get a commercial this episode which makes sense we because we weren't really in the tv world um but i did miss those commercials they were always interesting we'll have a we'll have a commercial or two this week yeah, what do you think it's for we've had um a toaster a watch and uh, like a soap soap bubble i don't know what you call that shit hydro vibrator <laughs> okay call the hydrator it just gets you wet anyway <laughs> what was big in the 80s anyway speaking maybe, of the bachelor maybe cereal um speaking of the bachelor anyway, let's, speaking uh, of katie let's just fly through this because i mean a lot and not a lot happened all at the same time so are we talking about the bachelor yeah Okay. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about WandaVision? No. Yeah, I didn't either. I'm excited for the next episode. Yep. Hope same. we get two, but we're probably not. Um, so The Bachelor um, starts off with Matt confronting the girls because of bullying and yada, yada, yada. And Anna's And then they all start apologizing like, oh, to each other. Yeah. Like, <laughs> of course they do. And right. then... Um, <laughs> We move forward, and he talks to Anna one-on-one, -on -one and he sends her home. Stud. Stud move. Matt, yes, I'm, you guess? Yeah, I'm not really a big Matt James fan. He's not winning me over. I think he's making good decisions. He's making all right decisions. He's not making horrible decisions. Um. Okay, so the last guy that we had as The Bachelor was Pilot Pete. I didn't say I liked him either. Did you watch his season? Of course. Okay, so... He literally took the drama and rewarded it. Like, he let girls come back onto the show who had started a bunch of drama. Remind he me, like, who was that? Uh, Alea. Oh, yes, yes. Yeah, he let her back on the show when the reason he sent her home was the reason, essentially the reason Matt just sent Victoria home. It's like, if Victoria came back and Matt was like, yeah, 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 come on, come on back. It's all good. Well, she might. Um, who knows? No, she's not going to. You don't know. Um, so yeah, Pete, Pete was rewarding drama like all throughout the show. He wasn't equipped to deal with it whatsoever. Meanwhile, we have Matt who's just axing girls left and right who are causing problems, which is good. You act like I said, you know what? I hate Matt, but I love Pete. I hate, I said he made a good decision and you were like, eh, whatever. I said it was an all right decision. It's an easy right. decision. It's a decision that he should have made weeks ago, honestly. Well, apparently it's not that easy to make. Literally, the last guy made the opposite decision. Marilyn. What is that her name? Marilyn? Marilyn? Yep. Um, 
that's when he should have sent Victoria home. Well, he wasn't allowed to back then. Mm, okay, yeah, you're right. So, um, at any rate, yes, Clay, I'm glad he is sending the bullies home, but his personality is still very dry to me, and I don't find him that entertaining to watch. Agreed, agreed. And okay. um, and actually, I uh, so I have two people on my team at work that are big into The Bachelor, mm-hmm. um, and. I mentioned something about like, yeah, I like Matt. I think he's like making good decisions. He seems like a really like good, genuine guy, but he's boring. Um, and <laughs> the one dude was like, was like, yeah, um, you're wrong. Like, that's just completely wrong. Like, how's he boring? And I was like, look, dude, it's not personal. Like the guy just is, is kind of dull. He's not super exciting as a person. And uh, the other girl was like, yeah, I agree. He's on the dull side for sure. I do like that. He's a really good guy, but he's like, he's dull. And this guy was like, yeah, no, you're just wrong. Like, I went to NC State with him. I know him, like, and I know people who know him, and that's that's just totally wrong. And I was just like, well, I don't know. I mean, I'm just all I know is what I've been shown. Like, she thinks the same thing. Like, but it's not personal, dude. <laughs> um, bottom line, I think he's boring too. Cool. I'm glad we're on the same page with that. But he's a stud. But your your teammate went to NC State with him. Mm-hmm. I thought he went to Wake Forest. Uh, okay, so he's from Raleigh, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe they went to high. Maybe they went to the same high school. I think something pro, like that. Pro, I, okay, he maybe went. He, Matt Matt did go to Wake Forest. Okay. Yeah. Um, I know so much about Matt James. Um. So anyway, uh, rose ceremony happens, and we say goodbye to Mari, Catalina, and Lauren, and of course, the Victoria, the Victoria, <laughs> the uh. Person named Victoria is what you call her. Um, <laughs> she, she leaves as well. Yeah, I I really liked how um, in Anna's conversation with Matt, she was like, "Yeah, um, so so like I want you to know that what I said isn't something that I I would say, and like yeah, I did say the worst thing that I could have possibly said, <laughs> but I want you to know that like I feel bad about it." <laughs> and he basically, I loved it. He was like. Yeah, you know, I would just, um, I would be doing everybody here myself, these girls, a disservice if I, uh, if I kept you around. Yeah. So I don't see you as part of the journey anymore. Yeah. And then with Victoria, which Victoria's hilarious. Like she, she talks about like, Matt, you need to listen to the facts, not just like hearsay when it's like, bitch, this shit's on TV. The facts <laughs> are that you said this, you called this one girl a hoe. Right. Because she's a dancer and she, by all accounts, she seems like a really, really nice girl. Mm-hmm. Um, Called her a hoe. That's like the least of it. You've been antagonizing people the entire show. My- Matt, you need to listen to the facts. Like, dude, these are the facts. You suck. You're a terrible person. You treat everyone around you like shit, and you enjoy doing it. Um, My and- favorite part about that is she was when she uh, Matt's like, so yeah, she said you called her a hoe. The context. She's like, yeah. She's like, well, that was taking out of context. He's like, what context is it okay to is call it somebody a hoe? To call somebody a hoe in? <laughs> like, what context? Could that be taken in where that's appropriate? And you could what tell a, she wasn't ready for that response because she just like gets taken aback. I mean, I was like, whoa, that's a good response. He like had that shit dude, ready. That's a stud response from Matt. Like you can't, you said it yourself. Like that's a good, like he clapped at her. Like, no, that was, no, that very was solidly. That was a good response. Um, And he put her back into true Victoria mode where she actually like is kind of bad at talking. Like her comebacks are not good at all. 
she just is really like mean and aggressive and like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like overly toxic as she's saying them but right there's never any substance to any of the things she says none which is also the same exact thing that's happening with mj but we'll get to her yikes um so rachel gets the uh first one-on-one we like rachel or i like rachel i don't, I don't want to speak for you i i'm a big rachel fan okay i'm a big rachel, like rachel fan yeah so um, she goes on a shopping spree dude those other girls were so damn jealous when she walked back in <laughs> yeah i bet like, that's the first time i've seen katie crack a little bit katie was like furious her face <laughs> turned red right um, rachel made herself a, a big time player in this episode Oh yeah, definitely. I don't know. I don't know why she's in love with Matt, but she is. I mean, they haven't really spent much time together until this point, but apparently they're in love. Right. Um. So then we move on to the group date, which I I barely remember. I stopped paying attention because it's it was... where he took them all to a farm to basically just say, "Okay, girls, you're doing farm work today." Yeah, I was like, "All right, <laughs> this what the fuck is this?" <laughs> um. And then he like, who is trying to. Th- throw something at him and he it was mj away. yes so he runs off and piper is back there doing her interview it is piper right <laughs> he, dude he he literally runs from mj mj throws something at him he starts running away from her and he doesn't stop he just runs directly to piper and starts <laughs> making out with her <laughs> and then right. mj mj still running after him is just like oh <laughs> weird <laughs> Yeah, she's she's very taken aback by it. Oh, don't like that. Yada yada so yada. Speaking speaking of context, uh, it's important to note that Matt had uh, MJ had been put on blast to Matt before that date, mm-hmm. so she was trying her hardest to like make him notice her during that date. Yeah, and it ended up with him running away from her and kissing another girl. <laughs> As all good dates do, right? Yeah. Um. So then, you know, we go to the after party. Excuse me. Anything interesting happened here, Clay? Um, trying to think. It was a while ago. Yeah, same. Uh, is this is this when I think this is when he pulled this when he pulled MJ aside and or no? Is it? Is um, it when he pulled MJ aside for the first time and was like your name was dropped? I think it's got to be. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to think if that happened before or after um, Kit, but it it was before Kit. Yeah, no, it was. It was it was yeah. during it was here. Matt yeah, so says this is he still he needs pulls. to talk to MJ about the aforementioned toxic atmosphere in the house. And her name came up during conversations with other women as someone who was like an antagonist. Gosh. He wants to know what's up. And then she has been like I did not see this from her at the beginning, but I mean we didn't I saw know it. I saw it from her in the last like few episodes though. I yeah, I mean I think I really started seeing it last not this past that we're talking about, but the episode mm-hmm. before that. Yep. Um <laughs> Oh yeah, she she kept saying like I lead by example and all this. I was like, what the fuck are you even? Dude, what does she that just mean? kept she just kept spitting off the same three generic like statements on a loop. I lead by example. I preach happiness and harmony. Mm-hmm. Um, and my actions speak louder than my words. It's like, bitch, your actions and your words are both <laughs> shitty. Like your action is that you're saying shitty words, and the words themselves are shitty. Right, and like, all this happened because she said the whole JV varsity thing and. Yeah, but she said she did more than that. Like that. No, was, no, yes, was but this, this is the thing that just keeps getting brought up right. to Matt. Is is that's the it, that's the like thing that they can pinpoint. But mm-hmm. she was she was sitting right as, right alongside Victoria and Anna, just like talking shit. Sure, the yeah. past few episodes. 
Um, and so she comes back from their talk and she's all riled up and, and all that shit. And she's like, my character was put in question tonight. And I, I really love how when she came back and she decided to like, just like air it out like that. Mm-hmm. Her main thing is you guys shouldn't call me an antagonist because that's not true. But meanwhile, she's like, so I heard this was said. And if anybody wants to talk to me, like now's the fucking time, like come at me. <laughs> Like you're literally being antagonistic about talking about the fact that somebody called you an antagonist. Right. Like you're not like helping yourself out whatsoever. Not at all. Um, And she was like so taken aback, like, oh my God, me? Like, no, I lead by example. I preach, I preach harmony. My actions speak louder than my words over and over and over. Um, But then Jacenia is like, yo, it it was me. I'm the one who said you said JV and varsity. Cause Dude, props to Jesen- you did. to Jesenia. Like she's solid. Yeah, I, she, I, she's been in my uh, in my picks every week. So, yeah, um, I think I think Jesenia does go a little bit further in one of the previews. We've seen what looks like a one on one between them, um, between Jesenia and and, MJ. and Matt. There's a one-on-one date between Jasenia and MJ. Oh well, There's I mean, like a nice at the end of the episode, dinner. we get the two-on-one with yeah, those two. So, and obviously, we've, MJ's going. We've seen a one-on-one with Jasenia and Matt in the previews. Mm. Okay, yeah. well, that's uh, gonna help my bracket. I mean, I wasn't gonna keep MJ anyway, but yeah, MJ, MJ, I think is gone here. And in the previews for the next episode, it looks like it looks like she's gone. Mm-hmm. We know for a fact Jasenia is not. Mm-hmm. So um, MJ's got to be gone here, which is good. I mean, Matt is just. I mean, he's cutting out the, he's cutting out the, what, 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 what saying am I looking for here? Cutting out the riffraff, cutting, I guess. cutting the weeds. <laughs> cutting, cutting the weeds. <laughs> <laughs> he's uh, trimming the weeds. Trimming those weeds. Um, so anyway, we get a one-on-one with Kit, Clay's girl. Um, and Kit's my girl. I She's been, like, you mentioned her, like, in our first two weeks here and so ever since then i would whenever i see her i'd be like oh there's kit clay's girl i don't know why i think i just think like she's got a cute name and she's a cute human um mm-hmm. she's not my girl i actually actually like her a little bit less after this one-on-one that she had she had a great line though an amazing line what was it hit us with it <laughs> you remember her gold bentley's line her gold bentley's line. she was like yeah you know it's it's always been hard for me to open up you know my life my life yes. you know up until this point every day is just gold bentley's and red carpets so i struggle to open up it's like where's the correlation there (laughs) so i'm hoping that matt can like teach me how to fall in love and then literally one minute later matt i'm falling in love with you (laughs) where did that come from they haven't even spoken before this point no yes okay yes i do remember her saying that because i was like what the fuck humble brag Let's not forget that Abigail got a rose at some point during this. Oh yes, she, I forgot she got the date, the the group date rose. First time we've seen uh, Abigail on screen, I think probably since episode one. Yeah, when she got the first impression rose. Yep. Never yeah, count out the first impression her. rose. I found that whoever gets that rose kind of disappears after, like in the beginning, they kind of disappear and they come back in the middle. So people actually, and this is this is kind of random, but people actually have been putting Abigail on blast a little bit because Victoria said something shitty, uh, not this past episode, but the one before and Abigail laughed. You can see her like laughing. We, we talked about this clay, right? Did we talk about, because I defended, I defended Abigail. I said, 
I don't think she was actually laughing. Okay, so it looks it looks pretty certain that she was. I saw I saw it in a breakdown where they kind of like zoomed in on her and like the motion that she took. Like she was off screen, but you, all you see, see. Yeah, all you see is her shoulder. Right. So, and you can see her in another angle where you can see her body, and she's kind of like got her hand to her mouth or something. Like maybe she's laughing. She's yawning. Um, so I heard in the breakdown that I was watching mm-hmm. where it was decided that she was laughing, mm-hmm. but it maybe is okay because supposedly deaf people, they do that as just kind of like, like a social response, even if they didn't really hear what somebody's saying. Oh, if somebody it's, else laughs, they just laugh. Especially, yeah, yeah. Especially if it's somebody that they like are uncomfortable around or they don't know very well. Mm-hmm. Like it's just kind of like a social reaction that, that they do sometimes. Sure. Um, so I will I will accept that she laughed and that's the reason why. If we're accepting that she laughed, I will also accept that that is the reason, not because mm-hmm. she's a mean person. I think she's probably a really really good person. Yeah. Okay. She seems pretty good. Okay. Um now MJ on the other hand. <laughs> bad person. Bad MJ. Bad MJ. Um so yeah, Kit and Matt make out. He gives her the rose, which mm-hmm. I thought Honestly, I thought she might go home because, you know, sometimes I send people home during the one-on-ones. I thought this I was her time. Did too. I kind of did. did too, but I kind of did too, but only to like a very small extent because I do think that Matt at least thinks she's like a very cute person to have around. Like, mm-hmm. I think that, I think that Matt at least like sees something in her. Like he likes making out with her. Yeah. I think he, I think he likes having her around for, for some reason that's not super serious. Sure. Uh, but I do okay. think he likes having her around for a reason. Gotcha. Yeah. And then Matt comes in and he's like, yo, I'm getting to the bot. Well, he doesn't come in. He sends a card in and he's like, he's going to get to the bottom of the Jacinia MJ stuff, which Clay and I have already predicted that MJ is getting sent home. It's a two on one. Mm-hmm. People always get, and we've seen there's one rose on the table when they're in there talking. It's yep. got to be so awkward though. Like they had these girls put their bags, like, like it looks, <laughs> they roll the bags out together. <laughs> yes. And then they get in the same fucking car and just sit there in silence. Yep. <laughs> Um, yeah, that was pretty good. And then of course they, they sit down and hash it out. And basically MJ again, is just spewing her, her three responses on a loop. My mm-hmm. actions speak louder than my words. Um, I preach harmony and, uh, what's the other one? You said it first. Uh, actions speak louder. I preach harmony. Oh, I lead by example. Lead by example. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, she's not, she's not denying that she did anything wrong. She's mm-hmm. not, uh, presenting any facts to prove that she did anything wrong. And then Jasenia is just like, like whatever, dude, whenever this airs, like the truth is out there. Like regardless of what happens tonight, whenever the footage comes out, right. That's the truth. I mean, yeah, you, you were videotaped being a shitty person multiple times yeah. for multiple episodes. And that's where we leave the episode. Um, we see on the preview that old girl is coming and Chris says, you know, you could blow this whole thing up for Matt, right? Yeah. And it, it's interesting because she walk, she rides up to like the gate of the mm-hmm. resort and she's like, Hey, my name, what's her name? I don't know. Forget her name, but uh, she's like, Hey, my name is so-and-so and I'm here to see Matt James. Like it's like not planned. Like it's just random. And then Chris Harrison walks up. What are you doing here? Right. <laughs> um, um it does seem like maybe she goes home very quickly, actually, from what I'm seeing. Probably. Uh, like, like maybe I don't even know why they brought her in. Yeah, like maybe in that episode or the one after. Uh, I have seen, looks like in this next episode, a couple of the girls get very angry, um, specifically Piper, about mm-hmm. her showing up, mm-hmm. uh, which like we've been over this. But 
Um, and then one, somebody from one of the old bachelorettes or one of the old bachelors or something um, tweeted something that people have been talking about, about how they did her dirty, this new girl. Mm-hmm. It's never been Kiss Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, it seems like from that, people have kind of inferred that she comes on and then goes home very quickly. It's like like she comes on, there's drama, and then she gets sent home. Mm. Boring. Yeah. Um, all right. We'll so see. let's... What's our top four? Our top I have, four? I have my, I think I have my top four picked out. Three of them I'm very confident in. Um, Abigail, Rachel, Michelle, and then my fourth is going to be Katie. How did I forget Katie? Mm-hmm. No, I said Katie was going to be fifth. I feel like we're missing some, I feel like you're missing somebody. I am. I, I, I mean, I feel that way too. Um, let me pull up a list of these ladies. This is very good radio, just like sitting there in silence while I pull shit up on the, um, the old Google Tron. That's what they should have called Google, Google Tron. Google Tron. Mm-hmm. What the fuck? Sorry, my shit wasn't coming up. Um, all right, let's see. Logging in. My picks. Let's see who's left. Okay, so we got Abigail, Bree, Brittany, Chelsea, Jacinia, Katie, Kit, MJ, Maggie, Michelle, Piper, Rachel, Ryan, Serena C. Um maybe I will stick with Katie. The only the only person I think I might switch Katie out with is Bree. That's what I was thinking. So mine are, mine are, um, what's, uh, Michelle. So Michelle mm-hmm. and Michelle and Rachel are the ones that I'm very confident in. Mm-hmm. Um, I do think Bree's in there. And then my fourth spot is, is a toss up for me between Abigail and Katie. Mm. I actually don't think, I actually don't think that Katie makes it to hometowns. You don't. And no. yeah, I think we had that discussion because we both said she'd probably be fifth. Yeah, I would like to see Katie go far. And I want to say she even gets a one-on-one uh, at some point coming up here. Mm-hmm. I want to see her go far, but I feel like they there's like just something that's not really there between them. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Michelle, that's big time. Rachel, that's getting to be big time. Abigail, that's kind of getting to be big time. Um, and then Brie is like kind of low, like low-key a player I feel like in this game. Sure. Yeah. You know who I'm surprised is still around is Serena C dude. 100% me and Leo, we can't get over the fact that she's still here. Like she's even, she's even involved in the drama up to this point and Mm -hmm. has zero connection with Matt Mm -hmm. has done nothing to, to make herself stand out or anything. And she's just like there for no reason. Yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't get that. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. I hope she goes home soon. Um, let's see. Okay. So, Oh, let's... wait, wait, wait. What? No, no, no. I just lied about my top four. Oh, you lying bastard. No, no, no. I left out somebody. I completely forgot about somebody that I actually am confident in. Who? Um, okay. So I'm going to revise this. Michelle, Rachel, Serena P. Mm. Um, and then for number four, fuck. For number four, I am going to put Brie in there. Wow, okay. Yep, I'm putting Brie in there. I think Katie and Abigail are fringe 
fringe top four people who make it far but don't get to hometowns. I don't know. I'm 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 still confident about Abigail. Good. That Be first imp- that first impression rose is is key. I know. Yeah, stick with that. I don't want us to have the same picks. Yeah, me neither. Fuck you. Fuck um, you, bro. I'm I'm just I'm making my picks for week six of our our league right now, and it's kind of difficult. Um, let's read this email from Jessica explaining the whole Sarah drama, and then we'll get out of here. Okay. okay. And I'm going to read it as is. <clears throat> the deal with Sarah is that there were photos and some screenshot of text sent to the Sun by some informant with photos from two weeks before, and allegedly after the bachelor of, excuse me, of her intimate, what the fuck? Allegedly after the bachelor of her intimate with the DJ Bijou. Jessica, were you having a seizure when you wrote this? Also, she is a model. Model is in quotes and lives the L.A. influencer lifestyle. Her parents live in, like, Santa Barbers, San Diego, I don't know, California, that, like, Santa that, Barbers? I think is autocorrect. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I told you I was going to read it as is. Um, <laughs> you did say that. I don't know, California like that, but not L.A. She claims that any intimate pics of her and DJ bidet were taking out of context and denied having a boyfriend i love autocorrect so much it's supposed to be dj dj bijou not dj bidet um just to be clear this speculation of boyfriend does not excuse the way the other girls attacked her that was crazy it just kind of brought up some right reason bullshit online and like some people think she missed matt to think she misled matt to think she was like her father's caretaker Bottom line, everyone on The Bachelor is there for multiple reasons. The girls in the house were crazy towards her regardless, and anyone having ALS sucks. ALS sucks is, is what that means. Um, yes. P.S. She dated g Easy last March, maybe? Not relevant, but random. Sent from yeah, my iPhone. I, I did see that. Um, okay. Um, well, there you have it. So yeah. So she apparently she's just there for the the followers because she's trying to be an influencer. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's dated all these kind of like fringish. Like who the fuck is DJ Bijou? No clue. Okay. Um, Couldn't tell you. I know who G Easy is. So like yeah, I young can, Gerald. I can see. Um, and then yeah, like she lives in L.A. Her she said that she lives and takes care of her father. I don't think she says she lives. I think she says she takes care of her father, which mm-hmm. makes you think that she lives with him since he has ALS. But maybe she was just using some tricky wording there. Um, maybe. Um, but they live in Santa Barbara's or San Diego. I don't know California <laughs> like that, but not. LA. Says that it, I mean her her like thing was that she was from San Diego. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. They're like uncovering, like she actually lives in L.A. because she's trying to live the influencer lifestyle. That's the point. Yeah, that's pretty close to San Diego, though, right? No, not even. Isn't L.A. like within an hour of San Diego? No. Are you sure? Pretty sure. Let's within two hours. Google Maps. What? Within two hours. <sighs> I mean, shit, you could do ten-hour drives within California. So. Yes. Yeah. You're two hours apart. That's not that bad. They're two hours apart. I don't know. I think I think they're and, two hours or less apart. And you got to think about uh, California traffic is going to. Do I though? Yes. <laughs> it's do I personally have to think about that? Well, if you're doing this scenario, you do. Um, 
let's see. Yeah, one hour and fifty-seven minutes. Okay. Um, uh, I right did, now with no traffic. I have heard some concerning things about Rachel. Not even recently, but like throughout this entire process. You just gonna tittleize me, or are you gonna tell me? We'll save it for next week to be continued. <gasps> you bastard! Are you serious? And then I'm gonna pass out. Um, <laughs> so supposedly she had liked some questionable social media posts, like maybe some far right stuff. Mm. Um, and then there was this thing, this TikTok that came out, which I saw a long time ago, where a girl, it was, uh, so I saw this TikTok the night of episode one. So she walks in, you know, does her intro right. as Rachel herself. <laughs> and um, the TikTok was this person, this girl supposedly, filming her TV with her phone with Rachel walking up and laughing maniacally, like insanity, like mind completely lost, laughing maniacally because her caption was LMAO, like, do you remember when you used to make fun of me in high school for having a black boyfriend? Oh, shit. <laughs> and this girl was literally laughing like, like, like the Joker. Oh, my God. That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, so none of this stuff has been confirmed. These are the rumors that have been going around throughout this season. Uh -huh. um, I did see I did see a video today where Matt was addressing it. So, like, obviously, any videos that come from Matt are post, you know, this process. Sure. And uh, in the title, I think it was, like, E! Online or something. Mm -hmm. The title of the video was, like, Matt James speaks out on Rachel Rachel's, like, controversy or whatever. Mm -hmm. And he basically was like, look, um, people have to be careful about what they do on social media. I just hope that she gets a chance to like say her piece. And that was pretty much it. So it didn't really tell us anything. Mm -hmm. But the way that he was talking about it, it seemed pretty apparent that that was not his fiance he was talking about. Mm -hmm. um, that's at least the main thing that I pulled from it. But yeah. Interesting. Hopefully, hopefully that's not true because Rachel seems like a sweetheart. <laughs> I don't remember when you made fun of me for having a black boyfriend. Yep. <laughs> That's fantastic. I want to find this. I just want to hear the the girl's laugh. Yeah, dude, the laugh is the craziest part. Like this is an absolutely like unhinged laugh. Awesome. It's like she can't believe that she's seeing Rachel with a black bachelor. Like she, her brain can't fathom it. Right. Just major malfunction. Mm -hmm. Um remember when we thought you. this was going to be a quick episode, Clay? I do remember when we thought that and here we are. What? What are we? 2 and a half hours later? An hour and a half. Yeah, we're good. Um, but yeah, that's The Bachelor. We'll, we'll, we'll see what happens next week. Um, you got anything you want to say? No. That was very aggressive. Um, I like to be succinct. It was like Caesar, um, the ape. Not no! The, not the uh, emperor. Um, okay. All right, cool. Awesome. So, yes, we just read an email. Make sure you, if you want us to talk about something, you got a question, you got a comment, you got a concern, send us an email. Have a birthday. Or, yeah, have a birthday. Uh, send us an email at masters.cultureverse at gmail.com or you can DM us on Instagram at masters.cultureverse. We would love to hear from you. And remember, I told you at the beginning of this podcast that if you're going to listen to it, you have to follow me on twitch.tv slash nobleprogeny. And that's, that's, that's your payment. This is a free podcast, but it's not really free. You have to follow me on Twitch. Um, you guys don't have to do anything for me. So 
Clay will love you regardless. My love is conditional. Mine is on. I'm going to call you on. Um, I'm Caleb. That's Clay. We're the masters of the Cultureverse. And we'll see you next week. Bye. Conditional.